This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello there and welcome to Paranormal Pets. Today's episode, we are very excited to have Melanie Snow, who is a paranormal author, but she's also been on our show in the past. So we're going to find out who this mysterious writer is and how she uses paranormal pets in her writing. And we'll do that right after these messages. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. So with us today is Melanie Snow, but Melanie Snow is the pen name for Wendy Vanderpool, a best-selling author, pet loss grief coach, and animal communicator and medium. She is the author of The Spellwood Witches, a paranormal cozy mystery series based on true personal experiences. Her books weave together positive magic, snarky forest fairies, and insightful animals with fun and eclectic humor. True life adventures and intuition are woven into her stories laced with unbridled imagination. So we want to welcome you back to Paranormal Pets. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. Thank you, Brandy. I'm so excited to be here. And it has been a while. So I was really glad to get your email and inviting me back onto your show. Well, this is really exciting. I have uh, personally read quite a few paranormal mysteries. Yours are now on my list. So I am going to go out and get some because I just finished teaching a summer session for State College of Florida, and I have a nice break coming up. So I will will need to recharge and read. So I'm looking very much forward to finding, reading, consuming, and seeing how all of this works together. So I'm really curious, uh, how has the paranormal guided you to write 
messages for the world. Yeah. As you know, I'm a non, pretty much a nonfiction writer when I, and I've got a gazillion books out there and if, for self-help around pets and animal communication and that sort of thing. And I was hiking on a favorite little mountain of mine with my dog who is, you know, she sees things out in the woods. And when we go hiking, I watch her very closely we're, so we're on top of this mountain and I was getting like, you know, I was doing my meditation, connecting in with my guides and so on and so forth. And I have had paranormal experiences prior to this occasion when, when my started to getting messages from my guides that I need to write fiction and to help people get in touch with their own paranormal selves, you know, their paranormal connections, their intuition, and tell the story of how we can be better human beings through the paranormal, listening to those messages, and developing our own intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it just kind of came together. And when I was, we were sitting on top of the mountain, my dog Addie went up to this little like bush, if you will, and started sniffing on the bush. And I figured, oh, it's probably just, you know, scent marking or something like that. And what I heard, because at that time I had connected in with my guides. And what I heard was like, no, 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 that's scent marking. You need to look closer. So I sat and I looked closer and then all of a sudden there was this like little paranormal energy that was tiny, tiny, tiny sitting on the branch. And I allowed my, you know, I allowed it to go. I allowed my, um, my, my uh, imagination to go and connect in with that little spirit. And it was the, one of the characters in the book, Clover Fig Creek. It's, it's a little forest fairy. She's snarky as hell. And she really, she has a very strong voice. And she wanted, she was the one that inspired me to write this series, The Spellwood Witches. Oh, that is really, really cool. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's a weird aside. I always love how these things come together because I was full-time faculty for a long time. And about uh, two years, I, I got out of the college. It was becoming very political and yes. uh, painful, <laughs> unfortunately. And I, I've kind of done this lovely, you know, what I call my midlife crisis life journey thing. I've kind of circled back to education, but part-time at a different college. And it's just so different. But what I love is that it's allowed me more time to focus on the art. And while you're talking about your fairies, um, I uh, just this past month, uh, I've started doing little fairies and they just kind of start oh, popping out. Yes. And it's so funny because they're exactly what you're describing. I try to make mine incredibly powerful. They're all of this power in a little package. Yes. And <laughs> powerful in a little package. So that is really cool. I love that. Right, right. I don't know. Sometimes you just have to think that uh, all of these things come together for a reason, right? Oh, yes, Brandy, for sure. For sure. And, you know, as human beings, I mean, we've been so taught to really shut that part down, which is, yeah. which makes me so sad because it's not, I mean, personally, and probably you, we don't feel like we're weird because we listen to what the forest has to tell us or what maybe a paranormal creature has to tell us. But I have found that just not even just as an author and 
tuning in every time I, I wrote parts of these books, tuning into all the characters because each and every character is a paranormal character that I've had discussions with out in the woods. And cool. yeah. And, you know, there's so much more and so much more growth that we can learn about ourselves and about the world at large and how to be better human beings in that, in our worlds. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. Particularly having gone through, I, I mean, it really has been a remarkable time. I, it, I don't think anybody saw any of this coming, and here we are, and uh, you know, we're seeing the the dichotomy of the world right now and the stress of the world. And I, I don't know. I think the paranormal responds to that sometimes, and yes. you know, the encouragement for meditation and slowing down and looking for something beyond the material world is. Uh, Fantastic. I mean, it's it's the way to go. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it was. It's funny because while you were talking, I, and I apologize, everybody. They all know about the pugs. I I just live here. I'm pretty sure my job is to pay the bills, and they they do whatever they want. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, I I don't know when I lost control, but I've never had it with them, so it's fine. Uh, but the pug that was barking is my official paranormal pug that was Patroclus back in the bedroom. So I thought that was oh, kind of interesting. Cute. I love it. <laughs> Maybe he's hearing something. Um, Maybe. So how have these beings guided you um, personally? I mean, they, they got you to the series, but how else does it work for you? Well, I climb this mountain a lot. I probably, probably about once or twice a week with my dog, Addie, who is also in the book. She's one of the main, one of the main characters in the book. Um, she, she helps the protagonist and let's face it, the protagonist is me. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. I, I, so it, it's hard to separate, you know, how that not hard, but it's a fine line when talking about how they guided me personally and how they guided me to write this series. Uh, because every listen in this series is a lesson that they have guided me through. And that is how to find my animal totems, my, my animal spirit team. I have five animals on my spirit team. And they the, each book is dedicated to each one of those animals and how they guided me, my, my protagonist, Sarah, through life, through life and becoming the witch, becoming the witch that does good for the environment, that, that saves, saves the wild animals, that saves the land, you know, puts the bad guy, it's, you know, it's a cozy mystery. So there's murder, you know, which is fun. And um, it, it, they're very sweet and insightful books. So the paranormal has guided me and has basically saved my life through making some really yeah. bad, bad decisions by helping me find my guides, my spirit team, as well as my animal guides, and has, you know, they continue to give me the insight that I need to be a better human being and to help others because I'm an animal communicator and animal medium. So I'm connected with them with the paranormal every single day. Absolutely. Can you tell us a couple of your spirit guides? So if the books are dedicated to them, uh, you've got a book dedicated to the wolf and you've got a book dedicated to the bear. How does that work? I mean, how do you dedicate or how do you, how do you draw those spirit guides into the story that you're writing about? Ah, okay. Yeah. And um, so when I like say for the, the first one is uh, witch's tail and I bring the animal in because they, that's at that point, 
you know, I'm developing the murder, I'm developing my storyline. And this is coming through with my guides. And I am listening to their voice when I'm connected. So the first one is a lynx. That is one of my one of my spirit guides is, is the lynx. And That's unusual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there are no lynxes, lynx where I live, but it's the plight of, so I bring in, the, the, the lynx has a voice. So the lynx, as I'm writing, and I develop it as a, it's a main character. All my, my animals are main characters in my books, which you won't see in a lot of books. They don't really make the animal a main character. It's sort of an accessory. But my animals talk. My animals talk to me. They talk to me in real life. So they want to say, so I put Sarah in the situation where she's tracking, uh, sees she needs to solve this murder. And the murder, the murder, you know, you know, is, is obviously a bad person. Once and and the I don't want to give too much away, but she, you know, finds the tracks, you know, and, and because she's developing her psychic powers, the first thing she sees is what's what's really in front of her. And that's those are the tracks of the links. Okay. In the woods. And but she has this paranormal, her first paranormal, paranormal situation where she is then feels like an energy. Okay. This happened to me. Okay. It happened to me when it was not in New England, but it was, it happened to me where I did find some links tracks. So that's how I bring it in. And then, then the animals start to download their information. So it's, it's all a very big process. <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. Like, so you're writing not only on your own behalf, but then again, uh, on the behalf of these animals. And yes. then you've got the idea of the nature element as well. So you've got your topic, but then you've got all these voices that are trying to come through into the book. That's you. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. I, I mean, I, that's really, wow. <laughs> My mind is going, wow. I can't imagine how complicated a process that would be. It's extremely, yes. Yeah. And I love how, you know, you dedicate a book to each of your guides, because I think that would not only kind of give different flavors to the books with a, a different emphasis between lynx and bear and wolf and the others, but, um, but allows each one to kind of have that opportunity to voice uh, what it is that they're trying to do or, or trying to tell you. That's right. awesome. Right. Yep. 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 And I, you know, I, like I have, the first book is the lynx. The second one, Howl Play, is the wolf. The third one is uh, Tale of a Feather. That's a crow. Impossible Mischief. That's a fox. And then the last one, Portrayal, is a bear. Oh, that is pretty neat. Um, and of course, even some of those animals are symbolically uh, connectors between worlds. So, um, so that even kind of uh, emphasizes the spiritual nature right. um, of these books. Well, this will be our last question before we take a quick break. And then uh, when we get back, I'd love to hear some of your actual paranormal experiences and how sure. those have gone into the book again. Okay. Uh, but how do you name your characters? So, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of creativity going through this, but I would imagine that was such important messages and such important and abstract characters in some ways. Do they tell you their name or do you come up with a name for them? I, this is a fun process because I love naming 
I, you know, I'm going to say this first. I love naming my characters, but my characters don't always agree with what the names I give them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I was walking when I came up with, um, or when let's not when I came up with, let's, let's, let's say when let Sarah Spellwood, the greatest witch of all time, her Lativia Spellwood, when she first came into my my presence, if you will. I was, I was just doing a normal dog walk. I mean, it was nothing. I wasn't doing anything. I was, you know, just enjoying the scenery and, you know, it was beautiful, whatever. I live in the woods. It's so spiritual anyway. And all of a sudden I get this vision, like, boom, right in front of my face. She goes, you better make sure you put me in the story. And I'm just like, who the heck are you? <laughs> you know, just, you just yeah. can't. I wasn't even open. You just come into my space. You know, who are you? And she says, I am the greatest witch of all time. And I am going to be, you know, the overriding message in this series to help Sarah. Sarah needs to, Sarah needs to meet me, which in real life is like, uh, Wendy, you need to meet me. You know, <laughs> you need to meet me. Hello, wake up. You need to meet, you know, I am your, your greatest you know, ancestor here. So mm -hmm. I've, I said, all right, well, what's your name? And she goes, well, I'm not telling you that. And I said, yeah. And I said, well, what do you look like? So she, you know, she gave me this silly kind of look. I said, no, 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 you do not look like that. You do not have a black cape. You do not have a black pointy hat. I, I know better about witches. That's, that's just, you gotta, she goes, mm -hmm. yeah, but I'm not going to give you any more because you're just meeting me. So let's take this slow. So I said, well, can I at least give you, just give you a name since you're not doing, giving me, and she goes, yes, but it will change. So I don't even remember Brandy, what her, her name was I gave her, but mm -hmm. lo long story short is when I start to write the character and I spend a lot of time in conversation, just basically freeform writing and letting them talk through me, their name comes, comes through. And like, I'll just say, I'm calling, you know, her Abigail, you know, Abigail's eventually she goes, that's not the name for me. My, my name is Lativia. That's yeah. Now, when you say freeform writing, is that like autonomic writing or is that just sitting down and putting down the words that you're hearing? Putting down the words that I'm hearing. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm connected with my character. I do, or my being, however you want to, you know, whatever you would like to call them. But when I'm getting to know them, I connect in with my spirit team. I connect in with my spirit animals and I then connect in with, their, with them and then um, ask them some questions. And that's what gets the writing going. Oh, their, that's fantastic. their message and like how, what do they want to do in the book? And what do they, what is their message? What is important to them as far as the environment is concerned, as, as well as solving this murder? How are we going to solve this murder together? Um, so it's really fun. It's really fun. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Now on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, your personal paranormal experience. Sure. And then we'll give folks links so that they can find your information, find these books. I'm going to go and click on some links after this and get a couple myself. So all right, let's go ahead and uh, pause for these messages, and when we come back, we will we'll talk ghosts. We'll be right back. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away.
bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. All right. So this has been a really very fun interview. It's really neat to talk to somebody who's both creative and into the paranormal there. There are some of us out there. It's it's not enough, honestly, but it is kind of interesting to hear how everybody's experiences are a little different. Now, you obviously believe in the paranormal. Do you have an experience that you can share, particularly something along the lines of paranormal pets, uh, a favorite encounter since last we spoke? Yeah, let's see. There's, there's quite a few of them. So let's see. So I'm going to talk about my dog, Addie, because she's in the book. And I've had dogs all my life. And there's, it was, oh, there was something, and they've all had their own specialness. But I would say with Addie, she has brought me deeper. She's, she's very connected into the paranormal. When I take her for a walk in the woods, she will stop and just look. And, you know, there's, she's seeing something and it's not a chipmunk and it's not a squirrel. I mean, I studied, I study her a lot. She brings in animals as well. So she had, now here's a, like, all right, let me tell, I'll tell the bear story. Cause that's, that's the last book, the bear. Okay. We were on top of, of Mount Catrabus, which is the name of the mountain in the book. It's not the real name of the mountain, but it's the paranormal name of the mountain. And we were sitting on top of it when I was thinking about the last, the last book. And one of my spirit guides is a bear. And I was having issues with self trust and like loving my decisions that, you know, like the heart, the heart chakra. Okay. So I'm sitting up there and Addie, when I sit on the top of the mountain, she usually sits next to me. Um, we kind of just like take in the energy and all that kind of stuff. I got the, all of a sudden I had a paranormal signal from above with, um, from my, my, uh, the guy that hangs out on the top. And I got that. And then she walked over to a place and looked down the mountain, then looked at me, came up to me and put her nose on my chest. She's never done that before. And then she sat next to me. Then a few minutes later, I hear this rustling down below a little bit. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably just turkeys. And it turned out not to be turkeys. It turned out to be a mama bear and her babies. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she was 
Addie knew there was the bear there, whether she heard it or felt it or whatever, she connected in with it. But her, her psychic ability was able to go to my heart where that bear, which I already knew the bear was my heart, my heart protector or, okay. and, and heart teacher. Well, and it was just so interesting because then the bear basically warned us the babies were in a tree. The tree to my left was swaying in the breeze with babies and mama bear was not happy. So she, what bears do is they huff you, they charge and they huff. And she did that. She huffed us. And I was then, I just felt this amazing amount of energy. I was pretty freaked. I have to be honest with you because it was close. <laughs> Yeah, I would too. Yeah, yeah, it was close, and the earth moved the, the, because she was so strong, and she was pounding the ground. Um, wow! And I could feel her vibration, but I knew I was safe because my guides were with me, and I felt this overwhelming. And the breeze picked up, and there was no. It was a very hot day, and there was no breeze. And this breeze picked up, and I just was basically carried off the mountain. Okay, I just felt my body moving. And I couldn't say no. It was just that we're moving you off the mountain. You're safe. Prior to that, my husband and I, we hiked up that mountain. And this is when we first discovered this mountain was paranormal. We actually saw, both my husband and I, we saw these very large paranormal creatures walk in front of us. They were like 10 feet tall kind of Oh creatures. my God. Yeah. Like big feet or big foots? No, no, no. They they were like very straight back and had kind of a round belly. They they were definitely, you know, like alien type of look. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. When this energy, this this breeze took me off off the top, off the summit, and got me into tree line off the path of the bear and far enough away where she was comfortable. I heard the whisper from them. I didn't see them at that time because I mean it was daylight. And that could have had something to do with it. But they just said, I heard that whisper that I heard that night when I saw them, you're safe. Just breathe. You're safe. This bear came to you today to shock you so that you will take care of your heart. Don't deny it anymore. So that was probably my, you know, again, this ties into the books, but that's one of my animal paranormal with Addie working with the spirits to warn me, you know, to touch my heart, to awaken my heart. Now, out of curiosity, do you find that different pets have different levels of that psychic ability? Oh, yeah. Uh, a few times. I know I have a pug grumble. Um, and uh, I still have a retired paranormal pug named Achilles who uh, worked very well with his brother, but his brother passed away a couple years ago. So he was retired. I brought Patroclus into it because he's kind of an odd fellow for a yeah. pug. Yeah, but most likely the most sensitive. Uh, but he, but now Patroclus is ten, so now I've got these puppies, and they'll be the next generation. I'm not sure yet; they're too young for me to really say, you know, if one's more sensitive than the other, or you know, if they'll work together or how this will be. But but I do find that interesting. So Addie is one of your more sensitive pets. It sounds yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. All my dogs have been very sensitive and psychic, and I've had birds that have also been that way. But Addie is, I, she's really pretty remarkable. And, you know, she's still, she's six years old. She started growing into this probably when she was about three and it's still growing. So, it, you know, there's, there's more to her connection in the future. And I don't know what that is yet, but my guides keep saying, you know, 
watch her very closely because she's got amazing connection to the paranormal. Oh, cool. Well, I hope somebody tells me I've got, you mentioned naming. So my, all of the pugs that I raised from puppies are are named for characters of the Iliad and the Odyssey. So uh, (laughs) the the next generation, I have Neoptolemus and Ajax. Uh, Ajax, you know, folks like, oh, I can say that, but what's this one, Neoptolemus? Yeah. Uh, So uh, I'm kind of curious to see uh, which of the two ends up but they're still young. And I, I like that you said that Addie, you know, kind of really started maturing at three. Yes. Because that's probably about the age that Patroclus will retire 13, 14, and it'll be time for, to bring somebody new. Okay. So I, I will keep an eye on these guys, but yes, definitely. You know, I, and it's fun. Actually. I, I love bringing, they love going. <laughs> so. I know. Isn't it? It is fun. It is absolutely a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just absorb attention. So yeah. <laughs> So in order to find your books, you've got multiple links. You are on Instagram uh, as MelanieSnow.CozyMysteries. Mm-hmm. You've got a Facebook group by the same name. So Melanie Snow Cozy Mysteries, all one word, right? Melanie Snow Cozy Mysteries. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's actually, yeah, the, the Facebook group is one word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. You're on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you also have a Goodreads page as Melanie Snow. Melanie Snow Cozy Mysteries for the Goodreads. Goodreads. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and I will insert all of these links as well. Uh, right. You have your own website. So that is Wendy Vanderpool. Uh, and I'll just spell it W E N D Y V A N D E P O L L dot com slash Melanie Snow. But we will put these links up so folks can find them. But um, I think this is quite exciting. Um, and actually, I'm thinking as you get more things uh, going, as these books continue, I'd love to have you back on. Oh, that'd be fun. Or even if you just have some phenomenal paranormal stories to tell us about some animals, I think um, it'd be delightful. Sure. So uh, is there anything else that you want to add for folks or uh, anything, any advice, any ideas, any contact information? Uh, we'll give you a shot to, to kind of give us that final statement and then uh, we'll wrap up this episode. Great. Thank you, Brandy. I would say for people, you know, is definitely, I find that people just getting into the paranormal, they, their confidence level is, is not that high. And I understand that. And, and that's one reason why I wrote these, these books in the way I did, because you can watch Sarah gain her confidence and gain her power and gain her true purpose in life through her confidence. So I just encourage your listeners to, as you, you're getting into the paranormal, really believe in yourself. You know, you're, you're getting these messages, you're getting these things, and it's for a reason. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. you know, listen to it. Also, they, if they want, I do have a, a tiny, tiny little short story for free on my website. If they go to the Melanie Snow link that you gave, there's a free download that people can get. And also within the series, you can also get another free novella after the first book. That's really fun to read as well. Excellent. Well, I really want to thank you for reaching out and you now have 
uh, an updated email address, definitely keep in touch with us. And uh, we will bring you back in and see, uh, see where you're standing and what you're doing. And actually, I would love to see if others have questions too. We'll see if we can sure. uh, gather up people and, and see what kind of questions they have for you. But I thank you so much. For the listeners out there, I'm going to remind you, as always, if you're interested in local paranormal phenomenon, at least for me, that would be the Spirits of St. Pete site. So that's spiritsofstpete.com. I am actually going to a Bigfoot conference in July, which will be very interesting. Florida's first annual. So... I am not as much of a cryptozoologist, but I'm always kind of curious to see what these other paranormal groups are doing. We also have an upcoming investigation in Brooksville that has a potential ghost dog, which is kind of exciting. uh, We've got some things coming up, so be sure to check that out. Also support rescue, support your local rescue. Uh, For anybody listening now, our local SPCA is going to waive prices on pocket pets. So this would be a great time, summer. You have more time to stay home with the pets. Uh, Check it out, adopt, adopt locally, uh, save lives. And with that, I think we will wish everybody out there a very happy haunting and we will catch y'all on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.